two million dollars. This is the Something Say podcast. It still baffles me because if you look at music videos now, you know, everything's like cinematic and looks like a movie, but we know the budgets, you're, you know, a couple hundred thousand. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you'll hit that 500 if they love you and you Kanye. Yeah. If you want to blow something up and set something on fire. Exactly. Like the oldest video. That might have been. They definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a couple dollars. Exactly, but. And that was Hype Williams. Exactly. See, Hype just had money to blow. Yeah. But, yeah, his budgets back in the day were, like, ridiculous. Absolutely. And I got to imagine that Missy had, like, between that one or the Busta Rhymes video, I figure Missy has to have at least, like, two of Hype's top five most expensive videos. Got to be, gotta be. Yeah, cause you got She's a Bitch, which is what we're talking about today. But you also got The Rain. The Rain, yeah. right. right. And that had to be expensive as shit too. I mean, the most expensive garbage bag jumpsuit that I'll ever come across. Prize. That I want, by the way. You I just want, want absolutely. That would be a great Halloween costume. A great summer fit. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Two different seasons, but I like yeah, both visions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I'm surprised Missy hasn't been more of a Halloween costume um, template for people. I feel like her videos were great for a dress up. Yeah, if you could pull it off. Absolutely. Because even she, she's a bitch. She looks like a Batman villain. Right. Like I feel like I was in Gotham City watching the video. And even in <laughs> Christina's face. Was it? <laughs> wait, which one was she, Mega Man? Was that? Was that the, that wasn't that wasn't the, even that, this one. That wasn't this one. No, no. it could have been though. This is a one where she said she was a ghetto S and M woman. Yeah, like, complete yeah, like the yeah. tar mm-hmm. black makeup, yeah. and then the spikes all like yeah. lining on her bald head, yeah. and that's art. It's Avatar. Yeah, yeah the no, last Airbender. Like yeah, the, <laughs> except the, way more memorable. Yes, the lighting on that. As a matter of fact, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I want to still. Of that, of that, of just, of just that picture of her with the with the bald head and the, the whole thing, the spikes. That's a pretty dope picture. I'm like, I'm it seeing it in my mind now. Like for your there. mansion? Yeah, or for like over like the stove or something. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> over the stove. <laughs> I like, I like the vision of it being in like the belly house. Oh, that, uh, that sincere DMX had mm. all white with that picture of that seat just on the wall. Yeah, over the couch. Yes, like that. yes. <laughs> Would have really yeah. brought it out. <laughs> good times, good man. times, man. Very good times. Um, the interesting thing about this song, to me, just in listening to it again and then listening to the whole the Real World album, was that Missy. It just made me think that Missy chose, like in a time in 1999 where things probably weren't, well obviously they weren't as political as they are now, she kind of chose the art, not art over the message, but she kind of let people do what they're going to do. I'm saying that specifically because of the Eminem record. And it made me think about, because the first, I think the first line he says on that, or one of the first lines he says on that song is, there's three things I hate. Girls, women, and bitches. Yeah. Right? 
And like that's like the opening. Like that's that's how we're starting. That's how we're starting off. And to have a lead single called "She's a Bitch" and everything that it stood for, and the, you know the empowerment part of it, she still it wasn't a thing where she was so, I guess, caught up in trying to make her message that she was gonna not let. Mm. White rapper guy Eminem, like emerging white rapper, emerging guy. white rapper guy. Yeah, this wasn't this even ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. Yeah, this right. isn't even like Eminem rap god. Like I have. It's not Marshall Mathers. Nah, OP, nah, 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 nah. No, he sounds so excited to rap. Super excited to rap. It's like, wait, I can do this. Yeah, on a on a timbo beat, on a timbo beat, on an album that would be pretty much looked at as a feminist album. Yeah, or an album with a lot of feminist messaging, at least. Definitely in the videos, if not the, the yeah, songs, the, the imagery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on one hand, I could definitely see where the hypocrisy might lie. I def that definitely caught me off guard. If like you even the call first it hypocrisy, time. huh? If you even call it hypocrisy. Yeah, but that's what that's what I'm getting to. I feel like with a title called "The Real World." Maybe we forget that there was once a reality show by the name of The Real World mm -hmm. on MTV and shit like that. And like, it is funny how she would eventually link up with uh, Mona Scott Young, then a violator, but now like of the real, of the love and hip hop franchise. Cause to me, Eminem is like a problematic male character. Cause it's always the men causing the problems yeah. in like this love and hip hop and on scenario. The real Always. Because what's the uh when Steven uh slapped uh what's the girl's name? I forget the girl that he slapped, but the uh the one of the main like real world I guess highlights if that's what you want to call it, like their most infamous moments was the guy Steven on it wasn't San Francisco, I forget what city it was. But he basically chased the girl out the out the house. She was getting in a cab and he like slapped her and then slammed the door back and runs back in the house. And at the time it wasn't like it was like, damn, he slapped her, but it wasn't anything that like ruined his life. He wasn't canceled. Uh -huh. Oh man, you slap a woman today on TV? On TV, yeah, yeah, They're yeah. They're burning yeah. your house Call her down. bitch and slap her, and then push her. What? In the gas. Oh, yeah. what? Yeah. I'll never hear from you again. No, I never. But I mean, to your point, I mean, he's mm -hmm. a problematic white misogynist who comes in and like yeah. says some crazy shit. Wait, was this Stephen guy white? I never. No, saw Stephen it. was actually a black uh, gay man. Oh. And he was arguing with a white woman and I forget I don't even I don't know if she's made like a reference to him being gay or said something to it but she was like said it as she was like leaving out the house and he like hauls ass from like upstairs down the stairs runs out and as she's getting in the cab he opens up the cab door slaps her closes the cab and then the cab pulls away like oh my god yeah you can, you can YouTube it it's definitely in like the top 10 like wildest real world moments ever real world fights or whatever Mona Scott Young could never recreate that scenario yeah she can't even put that, that is that a yet. wild scenario to happen on TV period. on television right. yeah no that's not scripted yeah. that was real that was yeah, yeah, that was real. Yeah, that was a real Jeez. world before they had like producers who were gonna really script this stuff. But I like Christina's point in saying like the album title and also having the show, the real world, kind of coincide. MTV was still huge as far as promotion when it comes to music at the time. So for her to kind of see that middle ground between reality television and music so early, it kind of foreshadowed where hip hop was gonna eventually land mm. on that side of the spectrum, that interconnection. Because now like they're inseparable. That's like. Um, a very modern relationship when it comes to uh, TV and music is where hip hop lands in the reality TV space. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
I mean, I, oh, go ahead. No, no. What I was just gonna say to that end, a lot, a lot of this stuff. I mean, especially like the music on "She's a Bitch" is very dramatic. Yeah. And when I went back to listen to the rest of the album, that was kind of where that's definitely where Tim was. Mm. And then when I thought about it in a larger context, I feel like that's where rap was in '99. What do you mean by what, that's where Tim was at that moment? Like a lot of the beats on that album have uh like sweeping strings or these weird ominous sounds or these things that are just it's just all very dramatic like there was nothing about timberland's beats at this period that was uh low-key or that was like you know if you if you compare any of that to like i don't know like a tribe or mm -hmm. more traditional hip-hop at the time it could might be muted it might be nuanced and tim's shit was just like in your face big there was no getting away from that dynamic. Shit. it was dynamic very dynamic and at the same time it's like swiss beats has these big dramatic dynamic sounds and manny fresh has these big dramatic <laughs> sounds it's kind of like 99 was that year for that and i don't know that anybody was better at it than tim is this why the real water is your favorite missy album for sure okay absolutely oh, okay i think just you know the way where he was at, at that time and where she was at at that time it was just perfect mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i don't i mean it goes back to having that producer artist like relationship where it's like this is my guy that gives me what i need i think she mentioned that on one of the songs on the album something about tim i forget the analogy she made to it but it was something like tim makes the beat and that's his test and I'm the teacher who grades his beat mm -hmm. basically and I was like damn that's pretty ballsy like, that's pretty <laughs> <laughs> like she's one of the best producers of all time and you're telling him you're giving him permission to put this song out because you demon I was like damn Missy listen I'm all for this new world order man hell yeah uh, same <laughs> I hell wish yeah. we could get like when albums come out the grades of the beats from the artist the artist like <laughs> yeah. how good was this one like if the liner notes come with a report card Mm. That would be fire. I would be here for that. It would be a lot of bruised ego. Yo. <laughs> Are you sure it should show up in the liner notes, though? Can you imagine, like, oh, I landed a beat on this album. Let me see how she. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> like, this uh, beat is only a C. Plus. Yeah. I'm never going to get the single now. Yeah, yeah. You pretty right. much know. It's like, yeah. I like the sample, but these drums could have been better. Could have been better, bro. <sighs> could have been better. Could have been better, harder. bro. I had to do a lot of work on it myself. Kind of <laughs> hated it. Everyone, <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everybody. Do you have any particular memory of when this record came out? Like what your life was at this time? Man, I must have missed this because we didn't have cable at our house yet. This it wouldn't happen until way later. And okay. so the record that I caught on MTV for Missy Elliott wouldn't would be Get Your Freak On. So this was like after right, okay, the right. real world era. Um. So I always knew Missy to be somebody who was like very like avant-garde and was somehow she managed to have all this camaraderie with folks from the from the East Coast and the South. I don't know how she was able to broker peace with literally every single rapper that there is and Beyonce before she really became solo. So yeah, solo you know Beyonce I mean? in 99 when Destiny's yeah. Child was still putting out yeah. smashes. <laughs> 
It doesn't say feature this, destiny. This album, well, I think this, this was even before the writings on the wall came out, or I mean, they must have recorded, recorded it, it right, like, yeah, yeah, right yeah, around the same, the same time. time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, like, nobody did. really knew like what was to come except mean, for Missy right? because she's she in the knew, Matrix. Yeah, no, that's real. Makes so much sense. Yeah, if anybody was gonna know, it was gonna be Missy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Foresight was crazy on this album, even just like setting up Eminem. To rap as much as he did on this, yeah, and mm-hmm. then to have Redman, and then to have Beyonce, and it just seems so layered with talent. Mm-hmm. And big boy, big boy, right? Yeah, big boy, the, big Aaliyah. boy, and Andre, right? Yeah, Aaliyah, like it just seemed, and it's crazy that all this has happened over ten beats right. as well. Like you're ushering all these new voices or these upcoming voices, and you positioning them with such a super producer. And I think Missy was just so magnetizing that she attracted all this talent. She was larger than life, but also she just seemed so down to earth as well. Mm-hmm. She just, I don't know how you can be so big, but also a woman of the people. But she was, she was that completely. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was very generous. I mean, that Eminem record is three Eminem verses. Versus, yeah. She really only has like a little outro bars, kind of like. Like, even, if even that, I was hoping she was like, oh, she's going to bar him up. Yeah, right. I, was, yeah. I, wanted, she, I wanted her to <laughs> eat him. Like, run down on him. Like, like, no, she let him live. Even yeah. the way she whispers, like, Slim Shady was D- so During dope. the entire right. yeah. like, It was that a promo was machine. Bad. And she's really the first Khaled. See, what? I mean, there's a lot of people on that album, like yeah. Juvie and BG. I forgot the, that oh, Juvie and, and BG records on that album. That slept on. Yeah, super slept oh on. That, my was, God. that might be my favorite song on the album. Like, yeah. And I for, totally forgot. And as soon as I heard BG's voice, I was like, oh yeah. It caught me really off guard. This I'm, is that one, right? And even before that, I think Messi has like the hardest like flows on that yeah, one. Yeah, like, yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Oh, man. That thing is like beautiful. flow crazy. I, I listening back to the album, I was like, she doesn't get enough credit for being such a flow monster. Mm-hmm. As far as because now we talk about flows a lot in hip hop. 2019, you know, flows is everything. She would eat rappers today. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. With the, especially with the beats that people are making mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, it's in big trouble. Yeah. But you know, I was in listening to this album. Another thing that I thought about that you talked about before is like that everything ain't for everybody mm-hmm. and i say that to say that when i'm listening to this album and you talk about missy being a rapper and like no there aren't like a gang of bars on this album like it's not that kind of thing but it was funny to me that if you listen to some of the lyrics you might be like okay this is silly or this is like mm-hmm. foolish and the same stuff that it didn't work at all from a goo like within the same camp under the same producer, but it worked a thousand percent for Missy. And uh, I don't know what you even attribute that to. It's because she has like that that charisma and that confidence and the audacity, you know, <laughs> I think to like really just sort of like go for it. Like to go back to she's that bitch. I completely forgot that she had the yippee-yay-yo yippee-yay-yay talk yeah. about you know predicting <laughs> yeah. the yeehaw agenda yeah. 20 years before the she fact knew. she knew like she really just seemed to gun for it which is cr- like it makes it all the crazier that i think going into this album at least when you read interviews about it she was like really afraid of like the sophomore slump like that was like her biggest concern. She was like, okay, listen, um, I performed at Lilith Fair, which right. doesn't have hip hop at all. 
I got a couple Grammy nominations off of like my my debut super duper fly I just need to make sure that like I let people know that like this isn't just a fucking fluke right 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 I can only imagine that time period for her because you're right like the sophomore slump was a huge thing in the 90s a lot it of people was, caught L's. Yeah, a lot of people caught L's. Because now you just released 20 mixtapes and all <laughs> forgiven. It doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. You record so you much, can, you don't you even stream realize. through it. You're on album seven, you don't even realize it. <laughs> yeah. But like, I wonder if that had to do with just the pressure, though, of just seeing people take L's and recognizing how the album sales hurt or how they were Grammy nominated and they weren't no more. You know, like, I, I'm pretty sure it has to come with its own very own pressure. Like, damn, I don't want to be the next one. Hell no. Nah. Especially not when you know you're shooting $2 million videos. I was about to say, because she knows <laughs> yeah. that she has to keep that money yeah, back. You know you have to get that back. So it's totally a different... I think it probably was a, a different level of pressure than than any artist probably now who Facts. feels like they have whatever the version of their pressure is. Because, like, you got the... yeah Whatever your own insecurities are, you're thinking about the fans, you're thinking about all of these regular label people every day that you see where the money is going you know what is being spent you know what you got to give back yeah i'd be nervous too yeah i'd be shook but it worked out all right yeah it did it, it, <laughs> she pulled it off even though she's a bitch it didn't work as far as chart wise right no yeah, it wasn't not that a kind comparison of at all. yeah no so again you shoot a two million dollar video for that song and it doesn't crack past what i think 90 hit number 90 on the hot 200 right so i know there were some people in the label knees knocking sweating a little bit this came out under a lecture right yeah mm-hmm. so, so was under sylvia roan under sylvia roan yeah, yeah. So sylvia roan was probably on her neck uh, hey listen because i don't think i don't think hot boy came until like the third single yeah, it was and later on. That's the single that I remember. Was the one that that was the here. one that took off. It was like 18 weeks in a row at number one mm-hmm. on the hip hop. Yeah. And the remix turned it into a whole nother thing. A whole nother monster. You got Lil Mo, Eve. Nas. Nas. Yeah, like, okay. See. But not the hot boys. But not the hot boys. Yeah, like someone <laughs> but not the hot boys. Like Bird it was Man right there. Wasn't returning calls. Like I, I'm still baffled that just did not happen. It it might have been. Maybe they came too late. Yeah. It's like okay, juvenile. Listen, it's been three weeks. Right. We already cut the record. However, let's try to carve in a spot for you and BG or, or, somewhere. Or maybe they slept. And then when they and then once Hot Boys record took off, they probably maybe came back with their hat in their hand, like yeah. So about that stuff we <laughs> were saying before, <laughs> we ain't really mean that. Whatever. How can you disrespect Missy like that? That How is so you? rude. I, I, I have no idea, but stranger things have happened. Oh my god. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, it didn't occur to me that this song was 20 years old until today. Same. Yeah. Because when I listen to it and the album as a whole, especially that Beyonce record, uh-huh. she was way, way ahead of her time. I know. Well, Beyonce sounds really young. Very young. Yeah. And of course, Aaliyah is not with us today. So that's what other timestamps are there on that album? I guess like, you know, there's here's the thing. I guess like her peers or all come from like a certain era of hip hop where it's like juvenile is very reminiscent of the 90, 99 mm. into the early 2000, you know. Um, Lil Mo. 
Lil Mo. Yeah, yeah, Lil Mo. Especially with that whole like drawn out soap opera saga that they Mm -hmm. have going on when they discover that they're sleeping with like the same dude. Can you tell I got really caught up in that? I was like, (laughs) oh shit. But Missy herself sounds completely timeless to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In a weird way. And Timbo. Those two are just outside of time, completely on this album. Yeah. Going back to it, if I didn't have any context, I wouldn't be able to place it. I don't think. Not like initially it wouldn't be like oh this was yeah. 99 right i don't think i'd be able to place it that easily that's a good point i don't think i could either if, if i had never yeah. if, if by some measure i had never heard of this album before ever and someone just put it on i wouldn't necessarily say like why does it sound old exactly like, that w- i don't think that would come to my mind sure the sound for sure but i just thought of one other timestamp. what's that do you think the kids know what the matrix is there's a good chance. I feel like they have to know the red pill, blue pill reference. Cause she sounds out the matrix like three times. Yeah. <laughs> she was yeah. very inspired very by Keanu Reeves. Yeah, no, yeah. It was very, it was, it was kind of a dark science fiction album. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you really think about the, she's a bitch video, like can you imagine her seeing Keanu Reeves, like and Lawrence Fishburne in all their trenches all the, yeah. and was like, that's the look. Mm-hmm. That's the one. That's, that's what I need right there. Yeah, yeah. that's the vibe. I can for sure see that. I think the kids know the Matrix. Kids. I want to say that, but the kids don't know Outkast. So oh. it doesn't. Oh, how do you know that? Is that true? Yeah, you got context for that? Yeah. Well, they had a hard ass time at Coachella when they stepped outside. Oh. They had no idea what the hell was going oh. on. For the kids reunion. don't know Outkast. I'm still pretty sure like the Coachella crowd don't really go outside except for Coachella. So it don't really count. Okay, <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> Yo, y'all ever thought about that? Like, oh, you go to Coachella, you probably just don't go to nothing but Coachella. That's what you've been looking like, for. That's like all the you wait for. Year it's your introduction right to here. a lot of shit. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Because mm. I never, I look at the crowd and be like, I don't see y'all nowhere. <laughs> like, who, who, who are <laughs> like, you people? Are you Do people? they just hang out in Calabasas? Yes. Yeah, probably. probably huh. so. Or they fly in. And they just stay at home and wait for the next Coachella. <laughs> and talk, to, <laughs> talk to your friends on Twitter. Post it up in the single. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this is my theory about Coachella being its own little like country. Wow. That people go to once a year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the theory. Like it's it's just another all inclusive vacation yes. of just Coachella people. Yes, but you can't get in unless you get invited by someone that's a Coachella person. That's why Jaws never been. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's a, very, that's, a very, that's a very good point. I'm rolling with you on this rationale. Like, I'm on board. Like, yeah. You're like, yes, that's exactly, yes. What that's exactly what happened. I mean, do you guys know anyone that's been to Coachella? Yeah. You I know did. people that have been to Coachella, but I just, I, I've never, no one's been like, hey, we should all go to Coachella. It's like people that I know will be there, and just that's it. I had a friend who wanted to go to Coachella. I said I freelance. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that wasn't really no. Like I guess I'd go once to go, but I feel like once would be enough, right? Yeah. And you're an influencer. You could conceivably get in on the sponsored parties. You're still an influencer. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to walk around <laughs> <laughs> like what is it going to be like? Eighty thousand people at Coachella? Some That's crazy ass number like that? Like. Uh. Listen, Missy would fit him right in in Coachella. I was really oh, Missy would bring this back body around. Coachella. I feel like they should get Missy for next year. I'm not mad at that. I think she could do it. Well, they should have got it this year for the 20th anniversary. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I think it would, it they, would be they, good to include her on you know one of those type of historic. I mean, you know, after Beyonce, like we're really running out of people. 
I would, I would turn it down. Well, honestly. you know, the funny part about that is I was talking to my friend who went to Coachella this past uh, year, and the line, what I was telling him was that it seems like on social media it was kind of quiet. Mm. And I guess what he had that conversation with one of the people there, and he was just saying that there's a million festivals now. There's a festival like every six weeks or four weeks, there's a festival that are kind of drawing a lot of the same artists. So by mm-hmm. the time you get to Coachella, it's like, yeah. People might have could have seen that person three or four times. Or I mean, before Coachella right. this year, it had been Dreamville. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just found out about this thing called Soul Bloom Festival that's in Sacramento. Had no idea about that. Rolling Loud. Yep. And I think there's one more that happened all like around this. You know, like leading up to Coachella. So it's like, I don't it's know. Man. I mean, I absolutely believe there is homogeny among these music festival lineups my question is is like who is rich enough to attend all of them like who's gonna be like oh man you know what i just saw ariana grande two months ago shit fact she only get one tax refund so you right can't, yeah, 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 yeah. can't run it up wisely spending all your money on festivals but i, I would think missy would be like a great legacy act for that kind of stage. Listen, like, she just got inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. What is her? Making her the second rapper mm-hmm. after Jay-Z yep. and the first female rapper. Yep. Of yep. course, give her give her all roses right all now roses. so that she can hold the bouquet as the she rises on a hydro on a M platform <laughs> a platform shaped like yeah, an M powered yeah, yeah. by hydraulic jets mm-hmm. <laughs> rising up from the sea like, like the it. fucking you know just parting all the water and parting mm-hmm. all the things raining strongly above her people yes, yes. yeah wow we just planned her whole set it's <laughs> like there you go that's what you do missy right there we just told you right there it's easy it's an easy win as much as missy gave us the one thing that she didn't give us in listening to this album that i thought about was there's like two little Kim interludes on here where yeah. Kim is just oh, like ranting. God. And a, a large part of Kim's rant is about Kim, Missy, and Mary J. Blige. And I'm like, why didn't we ever get that album? <laughs> <laughs> why didn't we ever get a Kim, Missy, Mary J. Blige Well, album? Kim is specifically like, listen, there's a ranking of bitches. There is a hierarchy, yes, a hierarchy of bitches. The hierarchy I'm, of bitches. I'm the queen bitch supreme. Yeah. And then and it's all the rest there. of y'all bitches, yeah, with yeah. the exception with of Missy. Missy's allowed on the island. Yeah. Mary's allowed on the island. Now, that left a lot of people out. It's a very it's short a list of, of like queen bitches. Like it's she the best country big. club I've ever heard of. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking very about. Very exclusive <laughs> list. Because when she said that, I was like, damn, Kim. It's 99. I was thinking like, eh, there was still some heads out there. There was <laughs> some people out there like Monica qualified probably. Yeah. Monica really shoots you. Like you got to put her on the list. Like, well, this ain't yeah. we are the world. We are the bitches world. <laughs> we are the bitches world. I mean, but, fair enough. But no Eve. Yeah, Eve, yeah, Eve didn't get it. Well, Eve hopped up in the hop. She hopped on the Hot Boys video. True. Yeah. That's fair. Fair enough. But mm. you're saying that the track... You well, yeah, the, the track, track should have happened. Well, yeah, the track or the album. I think we could have got an album out of that. Man. That, that would have been, been a super group. That would have been a super that super, been a group. super group. Like you couldn't have, like you couldn't have planned that any better. I don't think, nah. yeah. especially that time period. Yeah, like ninety nine, two thousand. Missy songwriting over Timbo beats with Mary J. Sadness and Kim's. <laughs> 
Like, my trifecta. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a triangle offense. Come on, man. Phil Jackson would agree on. A thousand yeah. percent. You win the rings. We win the rings. You win the rings. Yeah, but this, I mean, first, I, I mean, as I'm searching my mind, I was like, did, did something close to that happen? I guess the closest thing that we really got Unfortunately, unfortunately, was the Lady Marmalade remake. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That was the the that was probably as close as you're gonna get to. That and that moment. was definitely more like girl power as opposed to like bitches. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was the it was the softer, gentler brand yeah. <laughs> of of girl power. So I guess Mary, Missy, and Kim is like X, J, and Ja Rule, like the yes. super group we yes. never got. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's yes. what we needed. That's what we <laughs> needed. That's what we needed. That is exactly what we needed. See. We didn't get. We were denied that. We were denied that. <gasps> we denied I don't that. Know. I don't know. I don't know why, why the universe did. And even if they wanted to do it, maybe the business or the politics would have fucked it up. Who knows? Yeah, that's my there would have been a lot of record labels have to come to. together and agree to make something like that happen. Is but Missy doing interviews? That's my only question. So what happened? I haven't. I've. I mean, I see Missy a lot on social media. She seems to be pretty active on Twitter and that kind of stuff. I don't know that she's. I don't recall seeing any recent Missy interviews, but I'd like to talk to her if you're listening to this Missy or someone she wants to here, right? play this that's, for Missy. That's the rumor. Yeah, I have a theory that she lives in Atlanta. Oh, which I'm still thinking. I don't think that's true. I've never seen anyone even say they've seen her at like, the grocery store. I have I have met people met who people. have <laughs> seen Missy Elliott. And it's like, I'll be hanging out at the most random places. Like, I'm talking like the old eye drum like i'll just be going to some like avant-garde show with it's like they're playing some instruments that i don't recognize and they're and like these older people are like yeah so i met this missy elliott the other day <laughs> is that what this she's saying? such a nice person <laughs> is that what they're saying at the avant-garde no show? i'm so serious i'm so serious like i think she lives here i'm convinced i mean i can see her living here secretly i know she lived in like the new jersey new york area for a while but i can see her living here I mean, I guess part of the thing, right, like we're talking about Missy and I guess the one thing that we haven't talked about this whole 29 some minutes is the fact that she's from Virginia, right? Yes. And like Virginia is the South by all intents and purposes via slavery and everything else that Virginia <laughs> does. Slavery was about it. That's, yeah. all you really yeah, that, that's all you really need. I like how you, you tried need, to elaborate. You don't need a long list. You really yeah. need to have slavery, slavery on the list and, and that's pretty much qualifies pretty, pretty like southern, you were in the South. Right. That tea, they don't have sweet tea. That's all it's about. And, me. Yeah, about yeah, Virginia, yeah, but they had slavery, they had slavery. So. which is really ass backwards. <laughs> like it's a really, really ass backwards concept. We got slaves and unsweetened tea. <laughs> oh, like, bro, come on, that is racism. That's racism. That's, racism. That's violent racism. Listen, this is really rude. <laughs> <laughs> but we digress. Um, but yeah, but Virginia's the South, but it's still kind of in that place of being in the middle where there are a lot of people from like people to go to Hampton. I know there's a lot of New Yorkers at Hampton University in Virginia. Mm -hmm. So it still has a kind of, I guess, uh, I mean, it's for lovers, right? Virginia's for lovers. So I guess you're supposed to be welcome when you go to someplace like Virginia. Uh You're supposed to be welcome on Missy Elliott records. She's supposed to be 
That's what she, uh, you know, that's what she's. Oh, uh, I yeah, see. Okay. Yeah, like, that's okay. what I understand. See, you see what I'm doing yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was feeling now. really cynical. You I was like, like Clips like, definitely spoke out against that motto. They're like, oh, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. nah, Clips nah, is nah, different, nah. though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Pusha T is the devil. We established that a long time ago. Like, he's a sinister being. A super villain talking about their friends. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was corrupted. He was supposed to be like Missy Elliott and just exactly. he went the other way. So it's like, okay, we appreciate okay. him for that too. Though. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I mean, like, it really, growing up in Maryland, it never really occurred to me that that area was considered like the South mm. until I listened to hip hop. Then it's like hip hop started claiming, and like, and I think even Missy says on the real world, it's like, we're representing the South, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, wait, what? We right, are right, like this. Is yes. We are. When did this happen? Yeah. And then when Clips came on the scene, it was like, oh shit, slaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh shit. <laughs> yep. That's y'all. Yep. I see him. I see him. I see the light. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's interesting that the Virginia run in hip hop is <sighs> so immense. Oh but God. I feel like they don't necessarily get the the credit for being so innovative. And I think that's one thing I wish Virginia got more credit for is for being Southern and innovative at the same time. They were always so forward thinking with the, the, the artists they produce, with the producers that they produce. I mean, you know, Atlanta's the same way, but I think with Virginia, it was always like a unique sound coming out there, mm-hmm. a unique voice coming out there, a unique perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that that's across the board throughout the years. Someone from Virginia always rises up and has something new to say or some new sound to present. And man, it was like, I know Outkast and Dungeon Family has AT aliens, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, there are songs on there where it's like a distinctly more, I don't like, it's definitely in, more indebted in like um, Georgia's Southern funk lineage or whatever, or like liberation and stuff like that. Like there's a little bit more Bohemia, I yeah. think yeah. when it comes to like the Dungeon Family Collective. Timberland's basically like, yeah, so I run the Enterprise. Yeah. And so, like, you know, Missy Elliott being Kate Mulgrew or something like that. Like, you know, she's running the ship, too. They literally sound like they come from, like, another fucking planet. Yeah, yeah, from somewhere else. And plus, I think that as far as the credit goes, it's interesting that they don't. But I also think Virginia doesn't have, like, a leading asshole. Oh, wow. Or anything. They're all like humble people, seems like. It seems like Teddy Riley and Pharrell and Mm -hmm. Bink and Tim and Mm -hmm. Missy and Skills. Juvenile. Not Juvenile. uh, Genuine. Genuine. Like all these people, like they all seem like relatively humble people. There isn't like a Diddy. D'Angelo. Or there isn't D'Angelo. Everyone. Everyone is just seen like low key. They're kind of in their space and they do their thing and that's just it. But there's nobody who's like boisterous or loud or like ignorant to the point, except for Pusha T. Oh yeah, but only. Okay. But the difference is that Pusha T's like I mean the level of success that the other people from Virginia have had commercially have been on a lot bigger stages than Pusha T for right. the most part. Yeah, I mean if you have someone like Pharrell, for example, like leading the ranks, I say that just because he has his inaugural something in the Water Festival coming up, where right. it's a whole bunch of Virginia acts, including Dave Matthews. It's gonna be crazy. Man. I know if if you got somebody like Pharrell who like clearly does yoga leading the helm then of course like everybody's going to embody like a very zen mind state about it you know cream will rise to the top Mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna levitate and so on and so forth the cream's gonna levitate i don't know i think the cream does levitate (laughs) why not down for cream levitating (laughs) 
I don't think that's an official yoga position, but you know, it's fine. There's enough interesting names. I think levitating cream could be like, I don't know what you would do to make that a position, but. Sounds like the worst Starbucks drink. <laughs> <laughs> like so disgusting. And they have fucking unicorn frappuccinos. <laughs> they do have unicorn frappuccinos. I think that shit gives you diabetes when you <laughs> sip it. Like you like lose a toe as soon as you sip the unicorn frappuccino. It's disgusting. But anyway. um, I got a question for y'all. What's that? Um, do you guys think the kids know Missy Elliott? Because we're 20 years away from her sophomore album. And I think throughout the years, she hasn't been as present as some of the other OGs in the game. I think, of course, the hits were huge. And her presence was, you know, enormous coming up. But now we are living in a, a different age, a different time. And even though her music fits perfectly right now, mm-hmm. I don't hear her on the playlist. I don't like see What her. playlist? I mean, you know. Are we talking? Rap caviar. Boo! Boo! Doing like 2000 classics, of course she pops up on there. But I guess when I see people curating playlists, mm-hmm. I don't see her songs placed on those as much as I think I should. Well, listen, we all know those curators don't know anything about being a bad bitch. So let's talk about that first. That's a mic that's drop. A, that's I, we can true. stop now. <laughs> she just killed the game. <laughs> I, 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 I tend to concur. But like, in all honesty, like, even though I think Missy Elliott is definitely one of those artists who like, maybe if the kids don't know them readily, she's a perfect artist to like, kind of go back and mm-hmm. revisit. Mm-hmm. She was so... It was, we were so fortunate to have her come up in the music video age in particular mm-hmm. is because now we have these visuals as like artifacts of like her like amazing vision for like herself and and just the way that she portrayed herself. I mean, yeah, she's definitely been featured on. So like here's here's why I think the kids do know her. Right. She's been featured on like an Ariana Grande album like kind of unprompted she did the whole super bowl thing with like katie perry True. and then um she's on liz's new single like tempo and i think between those couple of things like the kids might be like okay so like who is this person and then when they go back and see what she was all about they're like fuck or they might have listened to tyler the creator for all i know because tyler said that missy was one of her one of his prime influences well yeah, what else i was gonna say i think that they might <clears throat> they might know her through that was one of the things i was gonna say was tyler the other one is ferg ferg mm. talks a lot about how how much he loves missy and and just the style and i guess the audacity and you know being that forward and that loud and that whole thing how that kind of influenced him so i think that there's some kids that probably no missy and i feel like unlike maybe and it's weird to say that because we just said that kids don't know outcast that's what made me ask the question right yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, missy's music is in a lot of mainstream places like get your freak on is like the lady was just on ellen last year like the old lady who went viral who was like doing the You're karaoke right. the, at the picnic doing get your freak on and she was just on ellen last year and, and they brought missy out for it and that's and that Dude, woman was bitch. probably in her 50s or maybe even her 60s. It looked like solo cup karaoke. I loved like her friend was like grooving past the picnic table <laughs> in the background. Yeah, it was giving that height woman. Yeah. yeah. She was all for it. So I feel like it's been kind of her music has been in movies. I think and Get Your Freak On was also in uh, I don't Girls know, Trip. Girls no, tri- no, no. Girls Trip has She's That Bitch. Actually. Yeah, no, yeah. She, yeah. yeah she, she's, she's a bitch. She's a bitch was on Girls Trip. I want to say uh, I don't know if it was 40 Year Old Virgin or Super Bad, but I think Get Your Freak On was in one of those. Okay. 
Okay. I feel like there's been other like definitely other placements. Yeah, other placements where even if it feels like people aren't talking about the music as much as they should or it's not as public facing as that it's, right. it's kind of in mm-hmm. other places that. but you guys have great points especially about how her kind of contemporaries the new contemporaries are uplifting her and making sure that that influence is verbalized i know Golink sampled her a couple yeah. years ago yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm kind of surprised she doesn't get sampled more especially with like timbo being such an original producer yeah Those there's a lot of compositions there's a lot of some nice flips. I mean, she was on J. Cole's first album. She was on Cole's first album. And he was 23 at that time. Yeah. 22, like that. I guess she pops up when it matters. I mean, there yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> there we go. And, and, and once you get to a certain point, I guess that's all it needs to be. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, not true. Yeah. Well, we appreciate y'all listening. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, um, like us or something. We need a better sign off than that. Give yeah. us a better sign off. Um, like us or something. Like us or something. Um, <laughs> no, we do appreciate everybody that listens to this uh, podcast that retweets and talks about it to their friends and plays it on their way to work or while they're trying to get a unicorn frappuccino in Starbucks. Um, please, if you appreciate this podcast, you appreciate what we do. Uh, like, subscribe, iTunes. Uh, we're on Audio Mac. We're on SoundCloud. We're on. Where else are we on? We're on. We're on Stitcher. We're, we're on Stitcher. We're everywhere you can Google find Play. podcasts. Um, we're in the process of setting up a Patreon page. It'll be a very, very shortly. So um, we'll be letting you know about that uh, very soon. You can support us there as well. We're trying to make this podcast as good as we can and um, bring different levels to this content thing that we're doing right now. Um, Thank you, and uh, we'll be back at some point in the very near future. Woohoo! Peace. Missy forever.